Thank you, Audible, for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Visit audible.com slash dreamjob, or you can text dreamjob to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. Thanks to ButcherBox for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Right now, you can get a free rack of St. Louis ribs, one pack of bacon, and one pack of pulled pork ribs in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I love you so much. You don't know what it means to me. We just decided this year to start doing daily episodes and you're listening to them. You guys are consistently listening to them and I, I don't know. It makes me feel like you've given me the biggest hug in the world. I'm so glad you're appreciating this format. I'm loving it too. So basically we're doing like two episodes a week that are like longer and then three episodes a week, which are these like mini daily doses, like 10, 15 minutes. And we're going to keep doing it. And I just want to say thank you because I can feel it and I love you and you guys are the best. Um, speaking of wanting to do more stuff together, next week is our five-day free challenge. It's kathyheller.com slash your turn if you want to sign up because the challenge is called It's Your Turn. It's your turn. It is your turn to take the mic. It is your turn to do what you love. It is your turn this year to finally be making the things with your hands that you were designed to make, to be pouring into other people that which you have within you. And it's time to start doing it and stop saying, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. There is room for you. And I want to show you next week for five days how it's actually so much more doable than we think. And you can actually make such a big impact when you stand for something that even just a few people like. When you make something not for everyone, it's not for everyone. It's not vanilla. It's not something that the whole world needs to like. It's something that a small group of people become evangelical about because they also love watercolor or they also want these vegan cupcakes or they also want to learn yoga with other moms so that they can have more balance in their life. Let's create community. That is what leadership is about. I want to show you how to do this. It's five days. It's free. Go to kathyheller.com slash your turn and join me next week. It starts Monday. Uh, in addition, obviously, I'll still be showing up on the podcast, but this will be every day at noon Eastern. I'll be live in a private Facebook group. And if you can't make it live, we'll send you the replay. Just sign up at kathyheller.com slash your turn. So today's episode, we're actually going to give you a sneak peek of a little bit of this challenge because here is a snippet from the last challenge we did back in the fall. It was so epic. It was so much fun. We had about 10,000 people there. I think this time we're going to have probably double in our next challenge. But throughout the week, we cover topics that have to do with reframing your money mindset, expanding what's possible for your dream life, opening up to how these possibles are going to come into play, connecting with an audience. And in this piece you're going to hear, we're diving into a couple key ingredients when it comes to selling. How do you sell in a way where you're not selling? You know me. You've gotten to know me a little bit. I'm not a salesperson. I don't like things that are salesy. I do like to make connection. I do like to be vulnerable and great intimacy. So if you, people feel safe, the people feel seen, I do like to understand what people need and solve problems. And I do feel that the best salespeople who I know are people I would never consider salespeople. They're people who tell stories. They're people who listen. They're people who know how to show up. And so we're going to talk about how you can understand how to sell without ever selling. I hope you guys like this one. Take a listen. Hi, guys. I am so excited to get into today's content, but 
Before we go into that, I just want to ask a bigger question, which is really, I think, the question. And I think the question we're always asking is, who am I? Who really am I? And what I hope and what I really want for you is I want you to really have a vision for your life, right? I want you to drive the bus because if not, then life will just sort of drive you where it wants to go. I want you to be intentional because I think that the the true calling of every human being, the true calling of every everything that's alive, right, is that we want to be the greatest expression of ourselves. We want to be the greatest expression of ourselves. And I'll tell you this is that so often we put so much weight on the outcome. We put so much weight on, will people like the podcast? Will people buy the product? Will people download the app? You know, what's the outcome? What's the outcome? And what I really want to make sure that you're clear about is that your job is not to worry about that part. Your job is to meet your edge and to show up and do that which you know you need to do. So often I'm talking to people and they play this this role of I don't know. And the truth is that you do know, but it's more comfortable to say I don't know because then you don't have to do anything about it. But at any moment in time, there's an edge for you. There's an edge. And that edge, that's the, the reef you need to cross. And when you do that, you get so much satisfaction because you break through that ceiling. You know how often I'm talking to somebody and they have a ceiling, right? They have all these limiting beliefs and they're arguing for their limitations and I'm arguing for them. And they're saying, no, 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 no. And they're proving it. They're like going over and over. Of course I can't do that. They are arguing for their limitations. They are lawyered up and they're telling me all the reasons why that ceiling, that's it. And don't I get it? And I'm like, dude, that ceiling needs to become your floor. Boom, we need to break through that, right? And then whatever comes, if the money comes, if the followers come, if all that stuff comes, great. But really and truly, the satisfaction you get, they've actually done studies. Once you make a certain amount of money, the rest of it sort of becomes a little, you get a little desensitized. So what do you get? You get to grow, right? We want progress as human beings. Do you understand It's the difference between, look at water, okay? So if you go and look at the Colorado River, it's like vitality, it's energy, it's electrifying, right? It's moving, it's constantly moving. What happens to water that doesn't move? Look at a pond, right? It just sits and it gets algae and it's poison. Don't you dare drink that, right? You don't drink that. It's stagnant. You don't wanna be stagnant. You do not want to be stagnant. You want to grow. So what do you get from all this stuff that's in your mind that you you think you might want to do? It's really the up level, right? It's the breakthrough. It's breaking through your garbage, breaking through your crap, building a new ceiling, like having more expansion. That's what you get, right? That's where the satisfaction comes. And then all that other stuff is just gravy, right? It's just gravy. I also want you to understand Um, Dr. Martin Luther King said something, he said so many things, but one of the things he said is that not everyone can be famous, but everyone can be in service. Not everyone can be famous, but everyone can be in service and we are built to serve. And I want you to understand something. When you serve, 
you will be significant. And when you are significant because of your service, success will find you. That is a fact. When you serve, you will find immense significance and success will find you. It won't be able to to not find you, right? So if you wanna build a brand, right? Build a legacy, show up, meet your edge and be in service. And that's, that's what we're talking about this week. That's what we're talking about this week, right? And it really is important who you spend time with. It really, really is important. If you play chess with someone who's better than you, even if you lose that game, what happens? You get better at playing chess just by playing with that person. Yes, that's the up level. And you've got to have it. Play chess with someone who's gone a few steps further to push you out of that comfort zone and push you over that edge. You deserve it. Don't be cheap with yourself. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's go over. We were talking about money. That money stuff, it's got to go. And we realize more and more that our invisible world is what creates the visible world. Our invisible world creates the visible world. So your junk, your beliefs around money, they are completely in control. Don't think that they're not. Your subconscious, it, it hangs on to all that stuff, right? The mind is like Velcro for negativity and it is Teflon for positivity because the mind is built, it wants to study and solve problems and protect you. So it, it wants something super juicy, right? So it's gonna ruminate much more on, ooh, this is unsafe. Ooh, this could actually hurt you. Ooh, money could be the root of all evil. Ooh, 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 right? Rather than like, it's easy here, it's positive here. So we've gotta break through that, which means the way you learn anything, how do you learn the alphabet when you're three years old? How do you learn numbers? How do you learn anything? Repetition, repetition. So you've gotta show up and first of all, have that awareness of what's going on and rewrite that story, rewrite that script and just repeat it. And the other way to do that is to be again around people who have a very different relationship with whatever that is and it's gonna wash over you. So we talked yesterday about money, that's first of all. And I want you to really look at that because boy, is money such a gift and boy, does it buy happiness. I said to Gretchen Rubin when she was on the show, I said, do you need money to be happy? And she said, 100% yes. She said, because you need your time, right? And money gives you freedom to spend your time how you want it. Because if all day long, you've got to get together $15 just so you can eat and you got to worry about that all day long, you don't have the freedom to go make that thing, to go help that person. You don't have that freedom because you, you gotta worry about sustenance, right? So we, we definitely wanna change our relationship with money because oh my God, is there so much abundance. The world is abundant. I'm Deepak Chopra was saying recently how the whole universe is abundant. Like th that is the inherent nature of the universe. Like if you look in the ocean and you go down like six feet, 20 feet, it's just abundant. There's like a whole world down there. Like it's all these species, there's a kelp forest. There's, it's amazing. It's like the Amazon is in the underworld. Then if you go to the Amazon itself, oh my gosh, it's so abundant. All the flowers, all the trees, all of it. God, it's amazing, right? Then you look at humankind, right? Boy, is that abundant. All the different people, the flavors, the foods, like I've got freckles, some people don't. Some people look this way. Some people have this color hair. Like we all have these different personalities, these different imprints. It's awesome. Like there is so much abundance here. So all of that is really just an illusion and you get to decide 
what is the visible world you want to create based on whatever invisible stuff you're feeding yourself all day long? Let's choose a new script because I don't know that that script is serving anybody. Okay. All right. So we talked about that. And then we went into what I think the five keys to making sales. So let's go over it. We talked about yesterday, how confused buyers don't buy. That was number one. And we talked all about like, don't give them a salad bar, be specific, solve a problem. Number two, we talked about word of mouth and we talked about how this is really the way things work. And so if we really focus on serving so well a few people, they won't be able to help it. And they're going to each tell three people and then they're going to each tell three people and we never have to sell anything because our service speaks for itself. Number three, we talked about how we don't sell price. We don't sell price, we sell value. And I want you to know something else, which is that the, the whole world is not destitute, right? Like sometimes when we are in a scarcity mindset, we think that the whole world is that way. It's not true. Like, there's a lot of people right now buying things. There's a lot of people right now who are relocating and buying new homes, buying second homes. There are people who are cashed up right now because they got some extra money. There are people who are able to spend more money right now because they're able to work from home and they're able to use this extra time that they have that they used to be commuting, spending money on online shopping or, or, or some kind of course. Like, the, the studies are in, like people are spending money, right? So even if you're focusing on like, well, these people are, you know, really down and out, it's like, yeah, and there's 8 billion, there's almost 8 billion people here, right? There's a lot of people where that's not the story. And for anybody who has Wi-Fi, right? Anyone who's got running water, like we've got no excuse. We've got no excuse. Our greatest resource is our resourcefulness. And we're the ones who have the privilege, right? There's a lot of privilege here. It's like, let's use it to go build something for the economy so we can hire people, so we can put money back into the economy. Like, let's not shrink and say, who am I to sell right now? It's like, no, 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 we need courage. We need any person who's willing to show up and start moving that blood through the body. Remember I said money's got to be moved around. It's like blood in the body. Can't stop. So the best thing you can do for anybody else is not play small, but play bigger so that you can serve more, find ways to give value, make more, and then put that right back into the economy. Go buy from a maker, go buy from someone local, go hire somebody else. Like that's what we need. That's what we need. We don't want one more person who's like, I'm shrinking, I've got nothing. And that, no, 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 that's not going to help anybody. Okay. All right. So we talked about we don't sell price, we sell value. And we talked about choosing your fishing holes. Let's go deeper. Let's talk about steps four and five. Who's with me? Who's ready for this? Okay, great. Okay, so step number four. You ready? Build the well before you're thirsty. All right. So again, we go back to abundance. We go back to abundance. And as my friend Jordan Harbinger likes to say, A, B, G. Always be generous. Always be generous. Always, 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 always be generous. So what does that mean, okay? What that means is we have to remember, it's kind of like you've gotta make the deposits first. Like you've gotta create a relationship. Who do people buy from? People buy from those people that they know and like and trust, okay? If somebody slides into your DMs and they're like, hey, you wanna, you wanna lose weight? Hey, you want a new sofa? Hey, you need someone to clean your house? You're like, I don't know you. I'm just like grossed out right now, right? Sales is really about, we've got to show up and be generous. It's about the relationship. It's a people's game. People, 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 okay? So what does that mean? There are studies that show this, but in psychology, we know that there's an emotional bank account with people, okay? So I want you to think about it like an actual bank account. If you want to make a withdrawal from the bank, but you've made no deposits, do you have any money to take out? No, ma'am. 
But if you make deposits and you keep making deposits, right, you'll be able to withdraw something at some point, okay? So imagine you move in and somebody comes, you, you've never met this person, they're, they're a neighbor. They walk up, knock on your door, they're like, hey, my name is uh, James, I live next door. You're like, hey, he's like, hey, can you take me to the airport? And you're like, what a weirdo. Like, no, right? I don't know you, I'm gonna drive you to the airport. So that's, that's not really playing with a full deck, okay? So we've gotta make the deposits. And the studies are showing that roughly, the way it works with human beings is, for every seven deposits, you'll make a withdrawal and it'll feel natural, it'll feel appropriate. So that means you spend your time not trying to go for the ask. No, you don't, ha- you don't have to do that. You almost never have to do that because you, sh- you just show up and give and you give and you give and then the, the ask actually happens organically. They're gonna ask you, right? You will put it out there. You will create an invitation for people to be able to be served by you on, on, on a scale where they can pay you, absolutely, right? People want that from you. They're gonna want, they're gonna be like, oh my God, I'm so happy this store opened up on Main Street. Oh my God, I'm so happy this person's offering acupuncture. Oh great, that's so great, right? But the reason they're gonna buy from you and not somebody else is because you've made those deposits. So we forget that, right? But when an album comes out, you've heard that artist, you saw that artist. Oh yeah, I heard I heard about her, or I saw a billboard, or I heard, yeah, and then I saw her, she was a guest on Saturday Night Live, or you know, it's like, and then you go and buy that record, right? When a movie comes out, there's been a trailer, you've heard about that, there was an article about it, you saw the making of behind the scenes, right? They're building a relationship with you, okay? So I want you to think about how we need to create an experience first of what it is that we do. So how can we do that, right? It's like going to the mall, you know, you go through the food court and there's always that like sesame chicken and they're always out there like, here, you wanna taste it? And that's great, because the second it hits your lips, it's just so good, right? You're like, I'm all in, give me a plate of it, right? So that is really the idea here. So we want people to have an experience. Have you ever bought a car before you test drove it? Have you ever decided like, yeah, I'm gonna marry that person, I never went on a date with that person, right? You wanna give them an experience of it. So how can you get really creative and how can, instead of worrying about the sale, which feels awkward, because it is awkward to go right to the sale, that's not how it works. Instead, how can you think the same way that Nike and Google and every successful company thinks, and how can you be worried about, how can I just show up and give? How can I create a relationship? How can I make intimacy happen with this person? I don't know. So whatever it is is your thing, what would be the free experience? So like I wrote down, if you have a product, right? Like. Can you give somebody a demo of it? Can they have a taste of it? My friend Jenny, who I mentioned the other day, she created something called Mrs. Goldfarb's Unreal Deli and she went on Shark Tank and I told you it's an amazing story, but she did that within 10 months. Like she was messing around in her kitchen, 10 months later she's on Shark Tank. And the first step, right, the first, first step was she served it to her friends and family at a party she had. Then she made a bunch of sandwiches, cut them up in little triangles and was standing in front of the local grocery store and asking people like, do you wanna try this? And people had a decent reaction to it. So she was like, all right, I'm gonna make a few calls. And she called some of the local delis in Los Angeles and said, can I talk to the manager? And said, can I bring you a bite of it? She didn't say, hey, Mark, uh, you wanna buy 10 pounds? Like, I don't know you, dude. Like, no, like, that's not the way it works. She's like, can I offer you something? Can I give you something? And then he, he was like, sure. She's asking if she can give me a sample, okay. So then she comes down and she makes space for the person and she connects like a real human, you know, and says, what do you think of it? And 
the person can respond. So that sample, that's everything. That's everything right there. So what would be you getting busy starting to brainstorm? Like what would be my free experience that I would give? This is essential. So if you're gonna be teaching yoga, what do you wanna do first? Like get on Zoom with three moms. Like I'm teaching yoga to busy moms and that's my demographic and I'm gonna make it super specific, hint, hint. You can teach yoga to anyone. No, I'm specializing in teaching it to kids. Okay, you're gonna do better. Your business just improved, right? So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna call a bunch of moms and say, I'm doing a class for kids or I'm doing a class for moms, whatever your thing is, right? Or I'm doing it, I'm a guy, I'm teaching yoga to guys who are in corporate, who need a break. It's like, great, perfect. Whatever your thing is, you're gonna offer them first a free experience in that. So teacher, product, what else? What else would be an experience, right? What else could you create? There's this amazing story about this girl, Claudia Barella, who lives in New York City. And I remember reading this, it was in the New York Times before I did my very first episode of the podcast. So I mentioned her on there. What was amazing is like, she started this whole business selling flan, right? Flan is like a Latin dessert, it's like custard. And the way it started was she was like giving her people on her floor in her apartment, like she would like make little cups of flan and they liked it. And then she gave it to other people to taste and they liked it. And like, you know, it grew into, oh, maybe I'll sell this for $4 a cup. And then eventually she got into Dean and DeLuca and all these places. And then she had her own brick and mortar and making flan, like it's amazing. It's not rocket science. It's just that what happens is we think to ourselves, oh my God, I could never just go ask someone for something. It's like, well, that's because you're normal. That's because you, you, you have some emotional intelligence. But this is actually how businesses start. Businesses start by making some deposits, by, by connecting with people, right? All right, I just wanna say a couple more things really, really fast. You can also give people a, a taste of it on social media. Like a lot of people don't get what social media is, but if business is about creating relationships and intimacy, then we're really lucky that we have those platforms because I can show up here, right, this five-day challenge, this is a free sample. This is a taste. This is an experience where you get a sense of who, who is Kathy? What does she do? And I just give it to you, right? Like there's no paywall here. It's like, just come and enjoy this for five whole days. And like, I'm going to really show up for it. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm glad you're here. I'll be here 10 minutes a day. But if you really want the whole thing, you need to pay me. It's like, that's not going to build intimacy. That's not going to build trust. But what about even on social media, right? If you're not ready to do a five-day challenge, how can you use that platform to, to teach, to share, to, to, to educate, to inform, to create intimacy, to talk about your own vulnerabilities? Like that's building a relationship. So we can use these platforms to build that well. What about services? So if you're saying, but I have service, it's like, can you give them an hour of your service for free to try it? Like, I wash cars. Let me wash your car for you first for free. If I do a great job, we can create a membership where I come back on the fourth Friday of every month. Let's do this. I organize houses. I'm gonna give you the first hour for free. If you like it, then you'll talk to them about your packages, right? It's like no brainer. It's like, just show up. And before that, before they even get there, you could be using social media to like, talk a little bit about some tips to organize, some tips to wash that car, some ways that you've done it. You could do a stop motion little video about it. You don't even have to get that interesting about it. You could be very, very simple, but you can show up and you can connect and you can teach and you can offer and you can just deposit, deposit, deposit. And remember, remember, remember that no matter what your business is, whether you're going to open a coffee shop, teaching yoga, whatever you're going to be doing, the number one thing every person wants is to feel seen. That's really what we want. Like we live in an empathy deficit. Everyone's so busy. It's like, hey, how are you doing? And no one really is there to say like, no, really, how are you doing? So if you're that person who brings empathy and, and who has presence and you're there, you're the person they're gonna wanna buy coffee from. 
they're going to want to go to your yoga class because that's really what we want. We're human beings. We buy feelings. We don't buy things. So remember that like you're, you're more than enough. You have more than enough to give just by being available to see somebody else. And that's a fact. Okay. Okay. So build the well before you're thirsty. And really the thing I always, always be generous. All right. Before we keep going, let's just thank our sponsor. The big game is coming up, and I know that so many of you are going to want to be loading up on snacks and all the game food. Whether you're going to be watching the game or not, there's got to be a reason to celebrate. So ButcherBox is giving one rack of St. Louis ribs, one pack of bacon, and one pack of pulled pork for free in your first box. And it's all high-quality, humanly sourced meat. It's also super easy. Each month, they send a box of the highest quality meat for a better price than you'll get at the grocery store. This means you can spend more time having delicious meals with your family and friends, and you'll always have meat in the freezer for the next time. All the meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones and each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat so you're going to have enough for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen vacuum sealed so it stays that way. You can pick from options like 100% grass fed and finished beef, free range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild caught Alaskan salmon and sugar nitrate free bacon. So over in my house we're pescatarian but I did have the Alaskan salmon and it was very yummy and my husband and kids also loved it. It was such an easy dinner and we had plenty of leftovers for the next few days and and best of all, I didn't have to make an extra trip to the grocery store. Right now, you can get a free rack of St. Louis ribs, one pack of bacon, and one pack of pulled pork in your first box. That's one rack of St. Louis ribs, one pack of bacon, and one pack of pulled pork for free in the first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash dreamjob. That's butcherbox.com slash dreamjob. If you're looking to be entertained, inspired, and informed, then you got to check out Audible. There's a listen for every moment and every mood. So much to discover. They've got all kinds of genres like business, comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, fitness, and wellness all in one place. Audible can truly become your playlist for life. You can start exploring Audible now with a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash dreamjob or text dreamjob to 500-500. Audible members get one credit every month, good for any title in the entire premium selection of bestsellers and new releases, regardless of price, to keep forever. And as a member, you also have full access to the Plus catalog so you can listen all you want to thousands of included titles like select audiobooks, podcasts, audible originals, guided fitness and meditation programs, sleep tracks for better rest, and so much more. I've been listening to The Gift by Dr. Edith Eager, who is a survivor of the Holocaust. And she, oh my God, is this such a powerful book. Um, it's so good. It literally is a gift. It's all about how we can stop being prisoners of our own minds and free ourselves from the biggest limiting beliefs that hold us back, like fear and shame. It only took me a couple days to listen through it. I was so mesmerized and I'm super excited because I will be interviewing Dr. Eager in a couple weeks. So go ahead and get her audiobook now so that you will be so ready for that conversation. You are going to love Audible. Visit audible.com slash dreamjob or text dreamjob to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. So number five, okay? Number five is sales is not about closing a sale. It's about opening a relationship, okay? And what we want to understand is that it's about solving somebody's pain point right? It really is about service. I said to you a couple days ago that the difference between a hobby and a business is that if there's a, if there's a business, it means it's about someone else because someone's paying you, right? So you, you better care. Like you need to care what they want, right? Cause it is about them paying you their money, right? They're exchanging value for value. So we want to care what they want. So it's really essential that we build business around other people and what other people need. So what do I mean about solving people's pain points? 
What I mean is that very often we don't spend enough time really listening and making it easier for ourselves. So remember I told you how I was licensing music to film and TV, which was great, right? It was great. And then I showed you that mochas and music thing and I went into people's offices, which was awesome because it allowed me to ask them, what songs do you need? What story are you telling? What are the characters going through in this season? Oh, awesome. So instead of me writing some like party song about going to Nashville, nobody in the show is going to Nashville this season. You wouldn't need that. What do you need? Oh, you need a song about sisters. Oh, you need a song about Paris. Oh my God, I'm going to go write that song, right? So what do you need? Begin with the end in mind, okay? So we have to make it easier than we make it. And then we will actually hit the target. So another example is after that, I started teaching workshops to songwriters and I would I would help them figure out how to license their music. And before I did the very first class, I sat down with a couple songwriter friends of mine and I said, what are the questions you have? Because I wanted them to basically let me know what they want me to teach. And it was so fascinating because I was like, oh, you know what? I took that for granted. I've been doing this so long. I forgot that you would need to know that. Or I, 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 I didn't, okay, cool, cool and I built the class for them. So it's about thinking like, who's the one person who comes to mind? If you are my friend Jenny and you're making vegan food, can you think of one person who's interested in that? And can you sit down with her and give her a free sample of something? Or if you're about to make these like beautiful, delicious soy candles made of essential oils, can you think of one person who comes to mind who you know who might be the kind of buyer for that? And could you sit with her and maybe she would give you 15 minutes of her time to give you some feedback? And then remember, this is what every business does. This is what Skippy Peanut Butter is doing. This is what every business is doing with their time. They're creating focus groups. They don't just like put it on themselves to create the most perfect line of products and put them in the, in the store and then they're all dumb and nobody wants them. They would never do that. Instead, they would go to the person first and say, oh, you want this on, oh, you want hotter, colder, oh, you want it blue, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah, we're gonna make it like that. We wanna serve, we're here to serve. And then it's no surprise then why people wanna go and buy it because they've been starting with the person in mind, okay? And so I want you to start to think about a few questions and you can write these down, okay? So what did you like about this, right? So you, let's say you just gave somebody a free 45 minute Zoom video, uh, a yoga class. Let's say you just gave someone a taste of that vegan cake pop. Let's say you just gave someone an hour of your organizing services. Whatever your business is, it works. You wanna give them a Google form and you wanna say, first question, what did you like about this, okay? What did you not like about this? Now here's a question you might not have thought of asking. Have you ever tried anything like this before? Now why is that an important question? The reason that's an important question is because you wanna validate if this is actually a good lead for you or not. Because let's say you gave them the vegan cake pops and they're like, didn't like it. Have you ever tried anything like it? No. Why not? I'm not vegan and I hate vegan food. And I hate anything that's not got butter in it. Then their opinion is not the opinion you need to care so much about. You do need to care about the people who are busy eating vegan food and their opinion about whether it stacks up or not or what's missing in it for them. Do you hear me? So even when I was signed to Interscope, I remember it was the exact same conversation. I was sitting with Ron Fair, my producer, and he said, whose audience would be your audience? And I'm like, what? I'm supposed to be original. He's like, no, 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 we need to know like 
who do you think you'd open for? Like whose audience would be your audience? And it's like, they're all, it's all a focus group. They're trying to make sure they hit it right because there's certain people, like if you bring Amy Grant to a, you know, hard rock metal concert, no one's interested, but it doesn't really matter if they don't like her because that's not really her audience. So we need to go to her audience and find out if they like the new album. Does that make sense? Right? We need to go to the people who would actually be the buyer. So you want to make sure you ask that question. What do you like? What did you not like? Have you ever tried anything like this before? And then you want to ask them, like, what's your biggest pain point around this? So if it is that person eating your vegan cake pop, she might say, well, my biggest issue right now is I want to be able to find these vegan cake pops, except that all the vegan cake pops I have, even though they're vegan, there's a lot of sugar in them. I'm making this up. So I'd like to be able to find it without the sugar, right? And then you can say like, oh, that's where I'm going. That's the problem I want to solve, potentially. I think another thing to remember, we talked about this a few days ago, is I said to you, why don't you look at other people's businesses that you admire and think about what do you like about them and what would you possibly change? Like what's missing there for you? Because that then maybe is a hole where you could start to solve a problem. It's all about solving the problem. So something really important to think about, and I do this with my business, is when they zig, you gotta zag. When they zig, you zag. And when you do that, you guys, you become a category of one. You have no competition. You have no competition, right? So I want you to think about what that would look like for you. What does that look like for you to start to go to people and say, what do you need? What do you like? What's working for you? What's not working for you? And that's where you start to show up. So we've been talking all about what do you really want in this world, right? And one of the things that I want you to understand is that Comfort and greatness, they don't go together, right? You can be comfortable or you can achieve greatness. I was watching a movie of Fred Astaire. We were with my my kids and we were out of my aunt's house and she put on this movie, Fred Astaire. And my kids were just like in awe. And I thought, oh, I don't know if they're going to appreciate it, but they did. And I said to them, this is greatness. I said, this is greatness. And if you ever have seen a picture of a prima ballerina and and sometimes they show you like what her feet look like under her toe shoes. I think about Fred Astaire and I think about how like that was one take, right? That was one take. And I think that what's happened is we've gotten so soft. We take rejection so hard that we get one hit to the jaw. We're just out. We're just like, I'm done. And so we settle for being mediocre when we are meant to be the fullest expression of ourselves. But the last time I checked, nobody's eating a chocolate cake on a treadmill. They're just not. And so we need to get that edge, right? Because we really do want that. And it means showing up. It means changing our relationship to failure. It means saying to ourselves like, Oh my God, I'm so happy that I just got that feedback that that didn't work because now I know what not to do. That's awesome. That's like an answer key. That's a good thing. And we just show up for it. We had this awesome guy on our show, Ozan Varel, who used to be literally a rocket scientist. And he said, do you know, Kathy, he said when JFK gave that famous speech and said, we're going to put a man on the moon, he said at that moment in history... He had no way of knowing how they would do that because they didn't even have the technology yet. And yet, several years later, they do it because 
they don't settle for not having greatness. It's like, we are doing this. And so, of course, we're going to be up for the failure. Elon Musk, he's up for the failure, right? Like, we're, we know that's part of the creative process, right? And it goes back to that child. It goes back to that kid inside of all of us who we've told, like, you can't be messy, right? But it's about not settling for being mediocre. So our life is a lagging just result of our habits. And so we gotta show up, we gotta show up. The rent is due every day, right? We gotta show up and don't underestimate how those things change, right? Like I shared a few days ago, it was really hard. I, out of the blue, I got pregnant for the first time at the age of 40, I got pregnant on my own, which is like, I wasn't even trying, like it was amazing. And I have three beautiful girls who I went through 12 rounds of fertility treatment to have. Each one, I I fought for them. I just kept showing up for it. It was like, that's a good example of like, I wasn't going to take it sitting down. There was so many moments in that doctor's office where they were like, it's just not happening. And they gave me all this data to tell me why I was not going to be a mother and I would have to hire a surrogate and all of this stuff. And I was like, I'm going in again. Like, let's do this again. Like, give me the drugs. Like I'm in for it. Like, I'm not going to just, oh yeah, no. Like people who find success, you can give them 99 reasons why something won't work. And they will tell you the one reason why it will. That's going back to Dr. King. He's given so many famous speeches and probably all of you can recount most of the entire speech because it's so unbelievably like special and burned in everyone's brain. But what's amazing to me is that my friend Todd Herman said to me that his his big famous address, he said, do you know, Kathy, that that speech, he wrote it, rewrote it, he rehearsed every line, he knew that the whole world would be looking at him. And he got up on stage that day and he said, I have a dream. I have a dream. And he said, that was the only thing not on the paper. And he said, and everyone quotes it. Because in that moment that he had the courage to have a dream, that's vulnerability. Because you know what's not vulnerability? To say, I'm cool, I don't want it, I'm fine. I'm so fine. No, you're not. You're not fine. How about you're not fine? How about when you hit your head on the pillow at night, you do want that person back? How about when you hit your head on the pillow at night, you're not feeling like you're playing full out and it sucks. How about you need to tell that person that thing you never told them? How about it's not fine? How about that? And the reason we do that thing about not dreaming is because we don't want to get our heart broken. Because if you do want it and you do have a dream, what happens when it doesn't happen? What happens when the world tries to like knock you down because you're vulnerable and you go, I do want it. I'm not okay. I am totally vulnerable in this moment. That's why that line pierces into our soul. A human being standing up in front of the world and saying, I do have a dream. I'm not cool. I do want it. And I want it so badly. Yes, that's the courage. That's leadership, right? So I wasn't willing to just not do it. I was like, no, 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 I want to have my own child. And it doesn't matter to me if I just keep getting my heart broken because I'm not giving up without a fight. I will be back in this office. And to me, all the times when I would have a miscarriage or the fertility wouldn't work, 
I would just be like, let's just keep going. Like, I'm not, you don't stop till you get there. It's just like, that's just on the way. That's just the journey. And when do you think my daughter was born, my first daughter? Thanksgiving Day. She was born Thanksgiving Day. Do you think we had something to be grateful for? Yes. Right? So long story short, I went through fertility, then went through more fertility, and, you know, every time wound up, you know, going through several rounds, and I have three amazing kids, thank God. Well, then, out of the blue, I'm 40 years old, I get pregnant. And for the first three months, I was like, I just feel sick. Oh, my God, I hope I, God forbid, don't have coronavirus. I felt like garbage for weeks. Then it dawns on me, maybe I should take a pregnancy test. I'm pregnant. I'm like, there's no way. What? Then we find out it's a boy. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool and special. Like my husband lost his dad when he was a kid. I'm like, he's going to get to throw a ball with someone. He never got to do that. That's amazing. Then we find out the baby is terminally ill. And it's a really sad story. What, what happened? It was pretty, pretty awful, but I wound up having to give the baby back, right? It's a pretty awful story. But the point of the story is that even that, I was so grateful. I said the fact that I got to have that experience, right? In fact, there was a part of me that knew that even once the baby was gone, in fact, I woke up from the surgery in the hospital and the anesthesiologist was there and I was crying when I woke up from surgery and I said, why am I crying? And she said, as soon as we took the baby, you started to cry. She said, I've only seen that with mothers in surgery, which is amazing to me. But I felt as though the baby actually gave me this gift that somehow, some way, I would need that in order to do even more service in the world. That somehow it would give me more empathy. And then I wound up recording an episode about it and I got thousands and thousands of emails and letters from people saying, thank you for just breaking down on that podcast because I've gone through this loss and that loss and just hearing you being with this loss like and having the courage. And I said, wow, the fact that that inspired you to go talk about what you're going through, like it gave this baby's soul like a legacy. We just underestimate what things are going to be. We underestimate how we're going to be able to handle things. We underestimate what a little difference something is going to make. So there was just so much I got from that whole thing. So much. And while we're on this topic, I want to share one more really vulnerable thing with you. You know, you've, you've heard me talk about sort of like just allowing it, right? And I was telling you guys about that awesome song that I love. It's by Natalie Taylor. It's called Surrender. And it just makes me think of God because she says, whenever you're ready, she says it so softly, whenever you're ready, surrender. And I just think about how we hold on. We hold on to all this negativity, this lack of belief of ourselves, all this stuff. And then whenever we're ready, like we could just let it go. And, and maybe just maybe we could allow in more blessing and find a sense of more worthiness and allow ourselves to experience more joy. And oh my God, you know, it's kind of amazing. So I wanted to tell you this experience. I mentioned to you that I went to OnSite, which is an amazing program. And it's an hour outside of Nashville. It's like $7,000 for the week. It's worth every penny. And that week was so transformative for me. So when, when you're there, you get broken up into groups of about seven people. And you're with those groups the whole time. 
there's like 70 people total and they break you up into these little groups and you have a therapist who's with you for the week. And everybody works on a different piece, whatever it is for you. And you do these amazing things called like family constellations and psychodrama where you have somebody in the room play your father, somebody plays your mother, somebody plays you, and you and the therapist sort of feed them lines and you, you get to kind of watch it get played out, whatever was your story. It's like really amazing. And then in the room, there's all these props. And so the therapist will sort of use different props depending on what each person she can feel they need. So with me, you know, she had somebody play me, she had somebody play my mother, somebody play my father. And there were these huge pillows in the corner of the room. There was like 12 of them. And she said, okay, so Kathy, you're going to hand this pillow to your mother and tell your mother to hand it to the person who's playing you. And when she hands it to her, you know, have her tell the person playing you as a kid something that she would tell you and then have her hand her this pillow. And the idea is that like your parents put their stuff on you, right? And so I have this person playing my mom hands hands me, the girl playing me, this pillow. And she says, I don't want to live. And then she holds this pillow. And then the father walks up and, you know, he says, I'm in love with another woman, you know, and hands her that pillow. And it just goes on and on and on until everyone in the room is just sobbing. And then at a certain point, the girl playing me, she's holding like 13 pillows. And they're like these huge, huge pillows. And she could barely hold them. And at this point, she's like on her knees holding them so that they can stay. And, and you can't even see her at this point. And the therapist says, what, what do you want to do about this, Kath? What, when you're looking at this, what, what do you think? And everyone's crying in the room. And I'm like, I don't want her holding the pillows anymore. It's, it's too much, you know? And she says, yeah, I think that's a good idea. So she goes, go over to her. And she goes, so throw the pillows off, throw the pillows off. And she says, pick her up. So I pick up this girl, Alex, who's playing me, and we hug each other. And she says, tell her, you don't have to live here anymore. I said, you don't have to live here anymore. She goes, tell her again. I said, you don't have to live here anymore. She goes, tell her one more time. And we're both like sobbing. And then she says, now you tell her, I'm coming to get you. She goes, tell her I'm coming to get you. I say, I'm coming to get you. She says, tell her again. She goes, now take her hand. And, and I'm telling you guys, that moment for me, it's like if there was anything left of like any of that stuff, it just shattered. It just completely shattered. And I came back from there and I was like, I'm taking my seat at the table. Like, I think about all of you because I saw those pictures that you posted in the Facebook group on day two, day one and two. She's had enough. She's done. And I want you to go back, you know, and if there's anything you get from this five days, I want you to tell her you don't have to live there anymore. I want you to tell her I'm coming to get you. I am coming for you because the stakes are really high and she has had enough. And I, I look around, you know, and people are like, oh my God, it's amazing what you do. Oh my God, I can't believe all those people listen to your show. But I'm like, let's go. I need help. Like the world needs, I can't do your job. I can't do your job. So please let's go. Let's get off the bench. It's not even asking for that much. It's like, 
what are you asking from God? Let me be myself. I want to be the potential of the greatest expression of me. Like, why is that such a big freaking deal? That's your job. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. It's like, what's in the way? You, you telling yourself, I'm not worthy. No one wants to listen to me. I'm an idiot. It's like, can you just stop? Can you just give her a break? Like, it's got to end. It's got to end. My daughter and I, we make puzzles, right? She loves to do puzzles. And you know what the most frustrating thing is when you're doing a puzzle? And my husband always says, put it all back in a Ziploc because the most frustrating thing is when you finish the puzzle and there's one piece missing. It sucks, right? It doesn't matter if it's like a corner piece, a middle piece, something in the lower two thirds. If there's a piece missing, it's not complete and it sucks. You are that missing piece and you are missing right now. It is missing. And God looks at this world. He's like, let's go. Like, where are you? Like, I need you here. Like, you need to be you. No one else is going to do your work. No one else is going to do your work. There's plenty of room. Of course, there's a million podcasts. Of course, there's a million delis. Of course, there's a million jewelry designers. Not you. You're not there. The piece is missing and it's not complete. It is not complete. We need you here. You've been assigned. So the question I asked at the beginning of today is we're all asking this question, who the hell am I, right? You know, my Rabbi David Aaron, he was on my podcast, amazing podcast, and he says, you're a masterpiece, a piece of the master. That's who you are, right? You're needed. You're needed. And anyone who does anything super, super special, it's like, it's about getting out of the way and just trusting it. Your whole life has been prep. Every broken part, every hard thing, it's all been prep for you to show up and do your thing. Let's go. Okay, so I hope that gets you fired up to join us for the challenge next week. You can go sign up at kathyheller.com slash your turn. All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, have a vision for your life. Number two, you don't want to be stagnant. Meet your edge. The satisfaction is in the growth, the breakthrough, the expansion. Everything else is just gravy. Number three, not everyone can be famous, but everyone can be in service. When you serve, you will be significant. And when you are significant because you're in service, that's when success will find you. Number four, build the well before you're thirsty. Make deposits so you can make a withdrawal. Always be generous. Always be giving. Number five, we all just want to feel seen. If you're the person who brings empathy, you're already the person that they want to buy from. You're more than enough just by being available to see someone else. Number six, sales is not about closing a sale. It's about opening a relationship and solving somebody's pain point. Number seven, When they zig, you zag. When you do that, you become a category of one. Number eight, comfort and greatness don't go together. Don't settle for not having greatness. Be up for the failure. It's all part of the creative process. Number nine, you are the missing piece. No one else is going to do your work. We are not complete without you. All right. Now we're going to share a few wins from our amazing Arrive community. Melody said, within one month of joining the Arrive community, I've created my first paid offer. After a year of working 40 to 60 hours a week on my business, I earned my first income within an hour of making the offer live. Melody, that's amazing. Congrats on putting out the first offer and getting those customers. I'm so excited for this growth and for you to spend less hours trying to figure out your business. As I always say, it's about working smarter, 
not harder. Please keep us posted on where this takes you. Everyone go follow Melody on Instagram at Juniper. That's J-U-N-I-P-U-R-R. And then there's an underscore at the end. All right, here's the next win from Shannon. She said, my first five-day challenge had 70 registrants. It was held the first week of December and it was a great success. I learned a ton. Shannon, are you joking? You're such a superstar. I am so proud of you for doing your first five-day challenge and for having so many people show up. It sounds like you have had such a good time and it's definitely one of the best learning experiences, that's for sure. You guys can go give Shannon some love. Her Instagram is at finally effing happy. And by the way, if you want to be doing five-day challenges, if you're noticing that people are doing these, come watch my five-day challenge just to take notes on how it is that I do it. And we can even talk about it. We can even do an episode about it in the next few weeks to sort of dissect what works about a five-day challenge. How do we create that container for people to feel seen and held? And how is that the very best way to then go ahead and sell whatever it is that you're going to do, whether it's a service-based package, whether it's going to be a membership, a course, a product, we can talk about it. So you can watch how I do it next week. Go to kathyheller.com slash your turn. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I am so aware that you have a million things on your plate. It is crazy town, but you're here and it means everything to me. Your time is the most valuable thing that you have going on. And so I don't take it for granted, not one day. I love you so much. We're going to keep dropping daily episodes. So please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And If you like it, if you like what you're hearing, leave a review because it helps other people to find the show. And let me ask you this. Do you feel like this episode today, do you feel like there was something you got from this that you'd want someone else to hear? If that's the case, send this to somebody, share the link, text somebody, you know, go ahead and tap on the three dots on your phone and you can share it. You can text it. You can send it in an Instagram message, but go ahead, post it on your Instagram, tag me, and then I'll even repost your share. I love you guys to pieces. I'll leave you with a song. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You guys are the best.